0: Visit them on the web at www.solarharmonics.com.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Jamie, what do we got today for everyone?
2: All right. With the Straight Talk Solar Cast, we are going to talk about solar and commercial real estate.
1: Oh, that's a really interesting topic that I don't know a whole lot about. So please, school me.
2: All right. Well, let's just talk about... So commercial real estate is a huge, huge industry, huge, huge uh, wide spectrum of topics. So I'm going to try and talk specifically about uh, building owners and... Okay. Let's just say, Adam, you own a building. And let's hmm. just take the example that your company, uh, Magnified Media, is the only uh, tenant in this building. So you're owner and occupied. Okay. So let's just say you've owned this building for a few years and it doesn't look like you're going to move. And now you're looking at your electricity bills going, oh, my God, they're $6, seven $7,000 a month uh, in California and pg and territory is not yep. uncommon. Mm-hmm. and uh, you say well let's uh, let's consider solar so one of the things we would do is you contact solar harmonics we evaluate your electricity bill determine how many panels you're going to need to get rid of hundred percent of that or as we talked about in the last podcast if you want to do more than hundred percent and how you can actually make money off of your roof or your mm-hmm. parking lot but let's just say you want to do the roof and we're able to fit all of the panels up on your roof and say, all right, that looks great. Let's do it. So we go ahead and we put the panels up. And now you're seeing the savings. You're taking advantage of the 30% tax credit. You're taking advantage of the uh, depreciation expense, uh, the federal side that you can take all of it in the first year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the state one, you do amortize over six years. Uh, But you're realizing that this system is now paid for itself in less than three years. And you're saving you know, essentially $7,000 a month this year, which with the way PG is going, it looks like that's, uh, the 7,000 could turn into 10,000 by next year.
1: So we're seeing some pretty big increases coming up. Is that those, those increases are mainly, are they aimed at the commercial side or are they, who are they aimed at?
2: Uh, they're aimed at everyone, Oh God! (laughs) Uh, but it's really the people that complain the least about it. So, uh, PG&E really can't raise the rates on uh, lower income and middle income, but they can certainly raise the rates on the people that use the most electricity, and so that is businesses, a lot of small businesses, and a lot of uh, homeowners where their electricity bills are over you know three hundred dollars a month on average. So, but let's just continue talking about the commercial side. Okay. So now uh, you're you're saving seven thousand dollars a month as a property owner, and you're saying, all oh, right, that's awesome. Five years go by, and you've saved all this money. The system's paid for itself. Now you're able to – you say, well, we've outgrown this space. We're going to sell this building, and now we're going to move on to a new building. Well, you go ahead and get the appraisal, and as your real estate broker, hopefully they understand how solar works, but they definitely understand how commercial real estate is appraised. And how it is appraised is different than on the, uh, the home side. So on the home side, they look at comparable buildings, and they say or comparable homes, and they say, well, this one has a pool, this one doesn't have a pool, this one has a big kitchen, this has square feet. So we're going to assign it uh, x amount. With a building, they're looking at what is the cash flows of that building, and if you had a loan payment and you had uh, you know the excess money that is, the comp- that the building is making, they divide that by what's called a cap rate. And the cap rate is different for every location. So, for example, San Francisco has a huge cap rate, and Oakland or Antioch, or, uh, you know, let's even say Walnut Creek has a lower cap rate. What that means is the cash flow divided by the cap rate gives an idea of what the uh, building is worth. And let's just say the building next to you had sold for, say, $500,000. Well, now, Comparing your building to that one, your building is worth more because you put in solar, and so that that investment into the solar divided by the cap rate, you now get to add that value onto your solar panel system. So that's uh those are, and that could yield at worth five hundred thousand. That could add another one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollars of value onto your system, depending
1: on the cap rate. Does wow. that make sense so far? So uh, when you say it'll add it onto the system, are you saying it'll add it onto the sale price?
2: Onto the sale price. So now Whoa. you've added value onto your, your, uh, your building because you went solar.
1: And that's, just, that's also because you're not going to be paying electric rates for years and years and years. That's, that's correct. Great. So yeah, okay. uh,
2: you've decreased the cost of the next owner of what he would pay to occupy that building. And so that's a that is mm. absolutely fantastic. So yeah, wow. Um, sounds, like a no- <laughs> <brainer>. <laughs> sounds like a no a
1: brainer. <laughs> it is crazy. Time. But, uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> so many. Uh, it, it is unbelievable. Uh, but uh, a lot of building owners are starting to make that uh, realization, uh, and a lot of nonprofits are starting to make that realization. So churches, for example, where they they have massive, they pay the same electricity rates as a, a for profit. So mm-hmm there's no price break for, uh, for nonprofits. And so they do not get the tax credit and they do not get the depreciation expense, but instead of the system paying for itself in two to three years, it will break even essentially in a little more than four years. So it's still a no brainer because the panels last a minimum of 25 years. And so it's um, it really adds a lot of value to the business and, you know, this is, I think you mentioned this before, uh, this is one cost they can actually control. They can't control their tax rate. They can't introl, control wages so much um, yeah, and they can lay people off, of course, but the electricity bill is, is one that's, in our opinion, is now voluntary. They're choosing to pay their electricity bill rather than choosing to decrease their
1: cost of running their business. Wow, That's a great way to look at it, that we're paying our pg and rates by our own volition. So you agree with you? Yeah. Good job. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) I agree with me too.
2: (laughs) Great. So the next type of building owner is, it's called a triple net. So in those cases, if I own, say, a strip mall, and I have seven businesses in those businesses, you know, a a nail salon, a dry cleaner, or maybe a restaurant, all of those businesses, they pay their own utility bill. And so they're separately metered. Uh, They may share the same roof. And in those cases, what the property owner could do is they could essentially put up solar on the roof of the uh, strip mall. They could then bill out the solar benefit to each of the tenants. And in pg and they have a program called virtual net metering where the tenant can sign in. They volunteer to be part of this program. And let's just say uh, those seven tenants and are receiving 600 kilowatt hours of solar benefit each month. The property owner now can charge the tenant for those kilowatt hours, either in a flat rate. And they just say, we're going to take hundred dollars off of your electricity bill. And so if you were paying 300, you just pay us 200 hmm. and then they could, or they could charge more, which is pretty rare uh, or they can charge uh, zero. And let's just say they that they had seven spaces, but six of them were filled, and they're trying to rent out the seventh one. They could offer essentially free power for a year for that space to entice someone in, to uh, move in. Hmm. Oh, wow, cool. That's it's, I mean, that's great. The so they valuation as well, where the ah okay it's not based on the rents that they're taking in, it's based on the total cash flow. So now if they're if they've raised the rent essentially by the amount of the utility where the customer was paying one check to the landlord for their rent and another check to uh, PG&E for their electricity bill. Well, now they're sending one check <laughs> to the to the landlord, in essence. So the landlord is essentially raising the rent without raising the rent. And this is something that they can now do to help increase uh, the value of the property. So it's kind of a no-brainer there, too. Another one. <laughs> Jeez. It is unbelievable because once... Solar starts making sense. It really starts making sense, and it's uh, very few buildings, commercial buildings in California, have solar on them. And it's a it's a really really low penetration rate. And so uh, we're we're doing our best to uh, get that get the word out. But it is, you would think property owners they love money, <laughs> they love passive income, and uh, there's something about solar when the sun comes up that they're actually making money on their roof, which was previously costing them. Money.
1: So so then after that, just like with um, a home system, so after the system pays off itself, so over three to five years, then they're just collecting checks from the tenants.
2: Definitely. Yeah. And so once the system wow. is paid off, the panels don't stop producing. They keep on going. So it, it definitely is a... And, you know, the tenant, they're just they're paying their electricity bill over and over yeah. and over again. Yeah, no and today, the next year, PG&E, like we were talking about, they raise their rates by 25%. Well, the landlord can now just raise it by 15%. And they're going to look like a hero. Meanwhile, they've increased what they're <laughs> receiving. And uh, now the tenant, this is another huge benefit. They really can't afford to move because any other property they go to, assuming it doesn't have solar... They're going to pay more, not only for the rent, but also for the electricity bill. So it makes a much more loyal.
1: Wow. So if I'm actually even a property manager, say I'm not the owner, but I'm a property manager, I'm listening to this podcast and I'm thinking, no brainer, what's to stop me from bringing this, this great solution to my property owners?
2: So we've we've actually talked with lots of property managers and property managers are... A strange group, and no offense to any property managers (laughs) listening, but they're they are very interested in minimizing crisis. And what we have found is the property manager, they're not physically writing the check out of their own account for that electricity bill. So, and on top of that, they've never, no one will ever get fired by saying we need to stay with PG&E. If, you know, there's lots of horror stories about other solar companies that didn't deliver what they said they were going to deliver or they horribly ripped off their clients. And that's why we always want them to check the reputation. And that's why we, we focus so much on the customer. We want them to be very happy, mm-hmm. but definitely check. Their, let's just say that property manager overcomes their fear <laughs> of, uh, oh, my God, I don't want to call at 1130 at night when I'm on my vacation from the property owner saying, what the hell is going on with the solar? Um, so for property managers, it tends to be something else they have to manage and they want a lot less to manage in other Mm. words. So, uh, we like to talk to the people who are actually feeling the pain of that electricity bill. A lot of times that's the tenants and the tenants can actually talk to the landlord or talk to the property manager saying, we need to do something about these electricity bills. We want you to look into going solar and even better looking into going solar with solar harmonics.
1: So if I'm a tenant, I hear this podcast and I'm like, okay, I'm paying whatever, two, $3,000 a month to pg and I feel trapped uh, because I know that it's voluntarily. I'm voluntarily paying this. Uh, I can definitely go to my landlord, uh, maybe talk to the other tenants in the building, and all of us go to the landlord and say, hey, here's a solution where we all win. Let's do it. Sound doable?
2: Absolutely. So we we are working with several tenants in this situation. It is a slow process because many tenants don't ever even meet the owner of the building. They're mm-hmm. only dealing with the property manager. And that's by design. So they can uh, let the, you know, with their check, they can write on the, uh, <laughs> include a note that says, let's go solar uh, and maybe include uh, solar harmonics on the, you know, just check out our website Again, the property managers tend to be gatekeepers and they're trying to keep things away from the owner. So it, it, is a, it is a weird dichotomy because the property manager, in our opinion, should be doing what's in the best interest of the property and the property owner, um, not in what is in their best interest, which is to uh, put out fires. You know, they want to minimize the fires that they're dealing with. So um, so yeah, we would we would love to talk to anyone about it and explain why this makes so much financial sense, whether it comes from... the the building owner, or it comes from the tenant, it's certainly a no-brainer. And this also applies not just to stores or businesses, this, this can apply to apartment complexes. So mm-hmm. uh, if the tenants are living in an apartment, they can ask their landlord to not only put in uh, solar, but they can also request that they put in electric vehicle charge stations, which Ooh. is another way. Uh, EV charge stations are getting more and more popular. And because there's way more EVs. And if I owned a shopping center, and you probably would agree with this, I would put half of the parking lot to be EV charging stations because uh, the the, char- the cars need to charge. And while they're charging, those people need to do something. And most of them are going to just wait in their car for two to four hours. Mm-hmm. They're going to be out seeing a movie. They're going to go to lunch. They're going to shop. And so you kind of have a captive audience that is uh, waiting for their cars to charge. So I would offer free charging and then they would be able to put of course covered solar panels in in the parking lot and while so the customer is charging on solar system pays for itself again. It would parking structures have a little bit higher because we're building a structure. But it's a kind of a no-brainer there too. So commercial real estate and solar is kind of a the
1: one of the biggest no-brainers uh, out there. Wow. These are this is all great solutions to some big problems. Good job, Jamie. Wow. Well,
2: that's Solar Harmonics. We're trying to find solutions, uh, but at the same time, the financial goals of our clients uh, also meet our political (laughs) and environmental goals here at Solar Harmonics too, but uh, we Mm -hmm. definitely enjoy hearing the success stories of our commercial clients who went solar with us, and the biggest thing they say after we're done is, I don't know why I waited so long. Awesome.
1: All right, so any final thoughts?
2: Uh, no, I think uh, we covered ba- basically a taste <laughs> in a very short amount of time. But uh, anyone has any questions, feel free to email us, uh, contact us on uh, Facebook or, or our, through our website, uh, sure. solarharmonic.com.
1: Okay, great. That's all for now, everyone. Have a happy day.
0: Welcome to the world's first Straight Talk cast. This is your go-to podcast for answers about solar, brought to you by Solar Harmonics in Northern California, who invite their customers to own their energy by purchasing a solar panel system for their home, business, or farm. Each episode, we discuss questions facing people making the decision to go solar. The solutions to your questions are given to you straight by one of the leading experts in the solar industry, Jamie Duran, president of Solar Harmonics, Feel free to search our library for answers to questions that you're facing when considering solar. And now, here's Adam Duran, our host with the questions, and Jamie Duran, our solar expert with Straight Talk SolarCast.